Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. Our church has hundreds of teachings as an MP3, or you can request to burn the CD at the CD table, and you can get it for free of charge. The Lord told me not to sell any teaching product here. You may say that, I want to know the Bible. I want to learn. Actually, if you listen to all those hundreds of teachings, you already know a lot. So you have no excuses in New Hope International Church to say that I don't know the Bible. I don't know what the Bible says because we teach We have taught so many, many series of different things like demonology, the file of God, how to honor God, and how to walk in authority. A lot of things, how to make disciples and healing message. So we have so many, many teachings. I want you to do your own part. You know, there is God's side of the story and there is man's side of the story. God wants to do his part. But we have to do our part. And our part is to hear the word and build our faith. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word of God. And when you touch God's heart by faith, then you will see miracle. Then you will see supernatural grace upon your life. So you need to do your part by listening to the word of God. Our faith is based on the will of God. And the will of God is recorded in the Bible. We need to know the Bible. So no excuse in this church. One day you go to heaven, you say, oh, my pastor never feed me, never teach me. God going to look at you and say, hey, the CD table is for free. You never go there. You never listen. You have no excuses. You cannot blame your pastor. Amen. You need to understand that one sermon that we produce, I spend about four hours to write it. I spend another one hour to preach. And I spend another two or three hours to edit. If Count as a neurosurgeon, one hour, I get paid about 250 bucks. That's how much that I spend, but I give it to you for free. Every time the patient comes in to see me, $250 for an hour. But I spend a lot of hours to feed you for free. Amen? Amen? So no excuses in this church. No excuses. Amen. Before I preach the message, I'd like to read this letter that was written to our church. It was not written in English. I'm going to translate for you. But I believe that because many of you never went to the mission trip with me, you need to hear what people say. This is a Thai lady who lived in England for many years. And two years ago, she had a dream to see me and pass a die in her dream. She was demonized because when she was young, she was playing with magics and demonic activities. And those demons torture her every day, speaking to her, torture her. She went to many churches in England, but no one could set her free. And God gave her the dream that I and Pastor Da would show up in England one day, and she would be set free by our ministry. I never planned to go to England at all in my life. I just want to go wherever God sent me. But by the mercy of God, I was sent by God to London a few months ago. And she was touched by the file of God that she was set free. This is a letter that she wrote to our church. Testimony of a lady named Jasmine at the Pillar of Fire International Church. And I will read to you. The Lord 
has given me the opportunity to see His greatness. He led me to open the shop on the weekend to sell Thai food in the open market. But before this happened, He gave me a dream. In that dream, the Lord led me into the deep sea, and He handed to me two pieces of very precious stone, or like a jewelry or something. Two pieces. And the Lord told me that one piece is for you, and another piece is to give to my church. At that time, I was not committed to any church yet. When I met Pastor Lau in a small meeting in London, now I understand the purpose of God, because God has led many English and Thai people in London and England to join together to start the church. And this is a testimony. On May 2nd, year 2014. I started selling Thai food. She was selling chicken satay. You know, Thai people know chicken satay. The Indonesian also know about satay. Chicken satay is a meat that you grill. On that day, the rain came down so, so strong, and there is no chance that the rain would stop. The Lord told me, don't be afraid. I will show you, don't be afraid. Be like Peter who walk on the water. And that was God speaking to her at 1 a.m. in the morning. And the Lord told her to make 70 pieces of satay. I was very scared because the rain was so strong and there was no way I can sell 70 pieces of satay next day. The next morning, I woke up. The rain still coming. The wind was so strong. There was a storm in my city. I live in the city that's next to the ocean. I called the manager of the market and told him that I should not go out to sell on this open market because the wind was so strong. But after I hang up the phone, suddenly the wind stopped and the sky opened up. Therefore, I began to have faith. I did not hesitate. I went out to set up the table to sell my satay. And a lot of people show up and want to have a reservation for the next piece. A lot of people show up and they did not even know that the satay that I make was delicious or not. But I finished selling all the pieces within two hours. And after I finished selling and put everything in the car, the rain came back. And the rain was so strong. And I say, ha, ha, ha. God stopped the rain for me, for me, and for the church. The second weekend, May 10, year 2014, the weather was good. God told me to make 200 pieces of satay. I was arguing with God, pleading with God that 200 may be too much. I am afraid that I would not be able to sell all of them. Therefore, I make only 150. I believe that 150 even too much. I went out. I did not obey God. But that day, I did not have enough satay to sell. Because a lot of people come to buy. And I learned from God that I should obey Him and trust Him, even though His command is unreasonable. The third Saturday, May 17. That day was an awful day, very scary day, 
because the broadcast say that the rain will come again and the wind would be strong and it would not be only one day but it will last for two to three days. But God told me to make 200 pieces of satay and the weather was so terrible at 3 a.m. God told me to make 200 pieces of satay. But at that time, I was not afraid anymore. I make 230 pieces of satay. <laughs> the next morning, the rain still coming. And the sky was so dark with the cloud. There is no way that the rain would stop. My friend called me and said, you should not go to the open market. You should put all of your satay in the refrigerator. I called the manager again, and he told me that you should not come. I was thinking in my heart, today maybe I cannot sell my satay. And my faith started to go down. But after I hang up the phone, the rain stopped. And the sky become open and very clear, suddenly. So I went out, the weather was so nice. And I saw all of them. I even gave as a love offering to many, many customers. And I finished it within a short period. Hallelujah. <laughs> These experiences that I share with you make me get drunk in the Holy Spirit all the time. In the past, in that three weeks, every time I have free time, I would laugh in the Holy Ghost and I could not stop it. I got drunk in the Holy Spirit and I realized that God loved me so much and God loved the church so much so that he stopped the rain and the wind so that we can make money to give to the church. At the end of this letter, I and all the members of the Pillar of Fire International Church would like to thank New Hope International Church that you sacrifice your pastor to come to build us up and give your love offering to build us to be strong in Christ. I and all the brothers and sisters in this church are very impressed with your love. And want to thank you so much that you send your love to us. We can grow in the faith. And you allow us to be trained and taught so that God can use us more. If that day I and the brother's sister did not meet Pastor Lao and Pastor Da, we would not have known the Holy Spirit of God. We are so hungry here in England. We never taste the glory and the presence of God like this before. We did not have understanding. No one taught us. No one understood us because we could not understand English very well. English is not our mother tongue language. We went to church, but our life was not changed because we could not understand the sermon. But now we have our own church that love one another and we can understand and we have the spiritual father and mother that are so full of the spirit of God. And we go higher and higher in the spirit. We ask you, New Hope International Church, to pray for us that we will be used of God to be the channel of blessing to the church and God will build His church by His hand. And you all are in our prayer all the time. Let us fight the battle together 
Thank you so much from our heart. This is a letter from a sister in England. She was not living in London. Actually, when they come to church, she has to drive or get on the train for one hour to come to church. So you can see that how God worked in another country when the Holy Spirit is allowed to move. Wow, I read this letter and I feel like, like the book of Acts. We go back to the book of Acts. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. In the past few times, I was teaching about healing or healing is a part of redemption. We learned that it's God's will to heal all of us. In fact, it's interesting. I got the news from the church in London that one English lady who had an incurable lung disease, the doctor told her that she has to take medication for the rest of her life. She was she's maybe about 50 to 60 years old. She had a terrible lung disease. She walked into our church meeting one day and joined the church right away. She's English. She's not Thai. Two Sundays ago, she came to church. While they were worshiping, she felt like coughing and vomiting. So her friend just touched her and said, go ahead, cough it out. So she began to cough demons out. And after the service, her lung was clear. And she went back to the doctor and checked her lungs. The doctor said, your lungs are normal now. Because demon came out of her during the worship. No one even lay hand on her. While worshiping, demon just come out of her. Wow, I feel like the book of Acts again when I heard that. Praise God. Hallelujah. So today we're going to learn more about healing. And today will be the last sermon of this series. In the past two times, we learned that number one, God wants to heal his people. It's God's will to heal his people. And healing is a part of redemption. Redemption means Jesus paid a price to buy us out from what the devil and what the curses of sin tried to destroy us. Healing is a part of redemption. Is it God's will for everyone to be saved? Yes, it's God's will for every human being on earth to be saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. But man has to do his part. That is to repent and believe and receive that salvation by faith. Is it God's will for everybody to be healed? Yes, it's God's will for everybody to be healed. But man has to do the part by having faith and receive by faith. We learn from the book of Isaiah chapter 53 that on that whipping post, Jesus got scorched, whipped, and beaten. And we learned from last Sunday that the bruise or the wound or the swelling that we call the stripes were the result of the beating by the object like a rod. And that bruise or that stripe is symbolic of the punishment of sin. The Bible said that one of the punishments of sin is sickness and disease. The Bible said in Isaiah chapter 53, that on that whipping post, Jesus did not have to go to the whipping post. He could have gone directly to the cross, but he stopped at the whipping post by the hand of God. The Bible said that at that whipping post, he bore our sickness. And in the original Hebrew language, even though the King James Version say grief, but in the original Hebrew language, Jesus bore our sickness and our pain. And then in Isaiah 53, we learned last Sunday that actually it's not only the Roman soldier 
who whipped physically on the back of Jesus for many times, but people did not see in the spirit that God the Father Himself smart or beat Jesus to the core, to the core of every spiritual cause of every sickness of humanity. He was not only hit by Roman soldier. But the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 53, God himself smart or beat Jesus and get down to punish him, even though he did not deserve to be punished because he never sinned, but he got that punishment on our behalf so that we don't have to live in sickness anymore. Jesus has to suffer the stripes or the beatings, not because he deserved it, but because so that we will not have to live in sickness any longer. Amen? So healing is definitely the will of God. Let me read Isaiah chapter 53, verses 3 to 4. Continue the sermon. He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. Surely... He has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. As I mentioned a while ago, in the Hebrew language, it should be said, Surely he has borne our sickness and carried our pains. Yet we esteem him stricken, smitten by the Roman soldier. Is that correct? Smitten by God. God the Father himself smote Jesus and afflicted with disease. And this scripture is confirmed by Matthew. In Matthew chapter 8, verse 17. At that time, everyone who came to Jesus got delivered from demon and got healed. Everyone. Every single one who come to Jesus in Matthew chapter 8. And then Matthew make a conclusion in verse 17 that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, He, means Jesus, Himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Isaiah said grief and sorrow, but Matthew in the New Testament say, Jesus Himself took our infirmities and our sicknesses. He was wounded for our transgression. He was been for our sickness at the whipping post. Did Jesus deserve this punishment? No, he did not deserve. Because while Jesus was walking on earth, Jesus never sinned even one time. He was holy and pure and never sinned. He did not deserve the punishment of sin. Who did deserve the punishment? We did. We are all sinners before we come to know Jesus Christ. But Jesus took our place. He took the punishment. He took the scorching. Therefore, we should not be punished any longer if we travel to a foreign land. Now I want you to see the picture. If we travel to the foreign land, if you and I travel to the foreign land, and whether we mean it or not or intend it or not, we break the law of that land, either knowingly or unknowingly. The authorities will arrest us and the authority will say, you need to be beaten. You're going to get the beatings or the scorching in this land. That's how the law works here. 
and why you were arrested? I raised my hand and say, authorities, police, can I replace him? Can you beat me for him and let him go? And the authorities say, yes, you can. You still need to submit to the law here. I will beat you and I let your friend go, let you go. So I get to the whipping post. They tie my hand and they whip me 30 times. It takes me six weeks to recover to be able to walk again. Six weeks later, the authority came to knock on your door and say, we come to arrest you. We want to beat you for your mistake six weeks ago. You have two choices. You just keep your mouth shut. Let the authorities arrest you. And you go to the whipping post and get whipped 30 times. That's one choice. If you do that, the beating on my back and I suffer for six weeks will be in vain. I will look at your face and say, why didn't you just go ahead and let them whip you on that day? Why did you allow me to be whipped for you and you allowed them to whip you again even though I paid a price for you already? That's one choice is to keep your mouth shut and let them whip you. But today we're going to learn that after Jesus was whipped for you, what should we do? Jesus received the beatings and the scourging so that we can become free. Jesus took our punishment. Therefore, legally, we should not be whipped anymore with sickness and disease. Even though we were the ones who commit crime and commit sin, but he received that punishment for us already. Jesus should not receive that punishment. Isaiah 53 verse 6, the Bible says, All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. We all sinners. We make mistakes. We deserve the punishment. We deserve hell, broken relationship from God, sickness, disease, curses, poverty, failure in the family, mental anguish and lack of sleep. We deserve all the punishment of sin upon our life. But Jesus took those things on him at the scourging post and at the cross. In other words, the gospel or the good news is about substitution. Everyone says substitution. Somebody substitute for us. Somebody took our place. Redemption is about exchange. Exchange. Somebody took our place and you can take his place. We exchange the position. Do you know that why you are not going to hell? Do you know why? Because Jesus went for you. After he died on the cross, he disappeared for three days. He went down to the bottom pit for you. Do you know why that your sins are forgiven? And you don't have to pay for the penalty of your sin anymore. And we're still sinning today sometimes. We sin. We get angry. We do some bad things today. Even though we are believers. Because Jesus paid the penalty of or the wages of our sin for us. Should we be healed? Did Jesus pay for the punishment of sickness at the whipping post? The answer is yes. He already paid for us. 
It's like the story that I mentioned that you go to the foreign land, and I allow the authorities to whip me on your behalf. I replace you. I substitute you at the whipping post. This is what happening. Jesus did not open his mouth. The Bible used these phrases two times in the book of Isaiah. The reason the Bible have to speak it two times because God want to emphasize about open your mouth and not opening your mouth. Jesus had gone to the cross. Jesus went to the whipping post. He paid the price for us at the whipping post and at the cross. Both times, he did not open his mouth. Isaiah 53 verse 7. He was oppressed and he was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before its shearers is silent. He was silent. So, second time, he opened not his mouth. Everyone say, Jesus did not open his mouth. Now, before we go on about Jesus, let's look at one story in the Bible. I believe that God put this story in the Bible for us to learn some biblical principle or spiritual principle regarding healing in this generation. Acts chapter 22. Paul went to a city. He preached the gospel. He lay hand on the sick. He cast out demons. He performed signs and wonders, unusual miracle by his hand. That's what the Bible talks about. Everywhere Paul went, there was either a riot or a revival. But in that city, there were both riots and revivals at the same time. He got arrested and look at Acts chapter 22, verses 22 to 24. And they listened to him until this word. Then they raised their voices and said, Away with such a fellow from the earth, for he is not fit to live. Then as they cried out and tore off their clothes and threw dust into the air, the commander, this is the Roman commander, ordered him to be brought into the barracks and said that, he should be examined under scourging, under beating. Remember, Jesus was at the whipping post. He was beaten. He was scourged. So that he might know why they shouted so against him. Look at the cruelty of the Roman Empire. Instead of just coming to Paul and say, Paul, what's going on? Why these people just shout at you? They didn't do that. They put him on the post and ready to whip him and ask him one question. I believe maybe one beat and then what's going on? And then another skirt and why you do this? Asking question and beating him at the same time. They want to scourge him and torture him. They were ready to strip his clothes out. They tied him on the whipping post just like they did to Jesus. And get ready to ask some questions. Look at verse 25. And as they bowed him with tongues, Paul said, the difference between Jesus and Paul, Jesus did not open his mouth. He was silent while they were beating him. But Paul said to the centurion, who stood by, is it lawful for you 
to scourge a man who is a Roman and uncondemned. Ooh, I like that. They tied him just like they did to Jesus when Jesus was tied at the whipping post. The Bible says he did not open his mouth. They tied Paul to the post. What did Paul do? He opened his mouth. I want to let you know that many things that Jesus did while he was on earth was our example. He fed the thousand. He stopped the wind by saying one word. He spoke to the fig tree to the problem with word. He used authority. He cast out demons. He healed the sick. He preached the gospel. He made disciples. He looked at the sinner who repent with mercy, without condemnation. All these actions of Jesus were our example. But there are a few things that we should not follow his example. That is what he did at the scourging post and at the cross. Because what he did at the scourging post and at the cross was for our blessing, our benefit, not for our example. I remember before I became a Christian, I saw the movie from a country in Asia. They called themselves Christian, put themselves on the cross on the Easter Sunday. I was not a Christian yet at that time. Oh, wow, I don't want to be a Christian. If I'm a Christian, I have to put myself on the cross like this? No way. I was a Buddhist at that time. So that Christianity in that country was wrong. Because to be on the cross and to be whipped on the post and say something and keep the mouth shut without saying something was not our example. That's only for Jesus. He paid a price for us so that we don't have to pay. They tie Paul down to the scourging post. Paul opened his mouth and said, Is it legal? Is it lawful to beat a Roman citizen like me? And I am uncondemned. You have not found any evidences that I am illegal in this nation right now, in this land. Paul opened his mouth. He was glad to know his right as the citizen of Rome. And those soldiers, and the centurion and the commander know the same thing. They know the law. At that generation, if you are not a Roman citizen, you are just a dirt ball. You are just nothing. You are nobody. If somebody finds a dead body in the ditch on Monday morning, the authorities of the Roman government will find out first whether the dead man is Roman or not. If he is not a Roman citizen, they will not even pay attention or do anything and walk away and have no investigation. They don't care. If you are not a Roman citizen, you can be sold as slave. You can be a property of somebody. You are nobody in that generation. You need to understand that. So to be a Roman citizen is a big deal in that generation. If you were a Roman citizen, you had rights that the emperor or Caesar and the whole kingdom of Rome would back you up anytime. You can appeal your case up to even Caesar if you don't like something. Actually, you can read this in Acts chapter 26, verses 31 and 32. At that time, when Paul was standing before Agrippa, Agrippa talked to the officer, I think we should let him go. He is a Roman citizen. If he reported to the Caesar. Even Paul, a normal guy, could appeal to Caesar. 
if he did not like what happened. Paul did. He stood up and he said, "Hey, stop! Is it legal for you to beat me, a Roman citizen?" And his enemies, the Roman soldier, dare not violate the Roman laws because they knew that they would be in trouble. Paul has rights. Paul has rights as a Roman citizen. The question is, why was this story recorded in the Bible? Okay, now I apply to you. The Book of Philippians say, "We are the citizens of heaven." Are you glad? We are the citizen of heaven. Our name is recorded in the Book of Life of the Lamb. You are not a nobody. You are a child of the living God. You are a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. It does not matter what background you come from. You speak Mandarin. You speak Chinese. You speak Thai. You speak Cantonese. You speak English. It doesn't matter what racial group you come from. It doesn't matter how much education you have, how long you have been a Christian. Once you accept Jesus Christ. Your name is recorded in the book of life. Your name is in the roster of the citizen of heaven at that moment. You become a citizen of heaven. Here is the good news, because your name is in that book. You are the citizen of heaven. You have the right of the citizen of heaven right now, like Paul had the right of the citizen of. The kingdom of Rome. Unfortunately, multitudes of Christians don't know this truth, and therefore they are silent. They take the punishment. They let the devil attack them, and when the devil attack them to kill, to steal, to destroy, the devil come and steal their kids, steal their money, destroy their marriage, put disease and sickness, affliction, sickness and disease on their body, on their children and their home. They just keep their mouth shut, and they even have the theology saying, "Oh, this is God's will for me to be sick and poor and broke and family break down, and maybe God want to teach me a lesson." So they agree with the work of the devil, and they keep their mouth shut, and they sometimes even blame God. My dear brother and sister, we are the citizen of heaven. God say, Jesus, teach us to pray. May His will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Is there sickness in heaven? Is there poverty in heaven? Is there failure in heaven? No. God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven, and we are the citizen of heaven. We should bring the heaven down here. Amen. Hallelujah. And we have the right. We need to stand up, either in the leg or in the spirit. Sometimes you may be sitting in the car. And you start to get a symptom of cold. You may not be able to stand up in the car because you, no room to stand up. But you stand up in your spirit and speak up for yourself. Everyone say, "Stand up, yeah. speak up." Yeah. What happened if Paul would have been quiet? What happened if he just sit there at the whipping post and thought, "Oh God, I have made mistake." To preach the gospel here in this city, I should not have come to this city. Oh God, make me a man 
strong to receive this whipping, this scourging. God, give me enough grace to endure this problem, Lord. I want to be a godly man to endure this whipping. He just sit quietly and talk to God quietly in his heart. I believe God allow him to get whipped and give him some grace to go through the whipping. But is there a better way? Thank God, Paul showed us an example to choose the better way. Paul did not keep silent. Paul did not just keep praying his heart, God, give me the grace to be a man of God to endure this whipping. But he stood up and spoke. He know that the guy who's going to whip him is a professional one. He work out every day. He knows this guy work out every day. He was waiting for somebody to come to the scourging post. And when the man sit on the scourging post, he pulled his rod out. And he's going to give the best whip. Paul knows that he's going to be in trouble. He can die on that whipping post. The Roman soldier will not whip like, like this. To, like some of you spank your children. Stop that. He has big muscle. He has a tool, professional tool to whip you. Amen? Paul knew. Paul said, hey, 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 wait a minute. Is it lawful for you to whip me, a Roman citizen, and uncondemned? The devil is counting on you, not knowing your right as a citizen of heaven. He is a spiritual outlaw. He wants to take advantage of you because of your ignorance. He wants you to be quiet, keep your mouth shut, and take it. Take the sickness. Take the killing. Take the stealing. Take the destruction that he will bring to your life. You just sit there and let him do whatever he wants. But Paul stand up and say, No, you cannot whip and scourge the citizen of heaven. He knew his right. And he spoke up. He spoke to the centurion. The centurion was standing there. The captain or the commander, after they saw Paul tied into the scourging post, the commander walked back into the building and just was drinking cold water and waiting to see the centurion and the soldier whipping Paul. So when Paul raised that question, is it lawful for you to beat me, a Roman citizen? The centurion woke up. Oops! Wow, we're going to be in trouble now. If this news goes to Caesar, we're going to be in trouble. Because it's unlawful, it's illegal to whip the Roman citizen. Right away, the centurion went into the building and talked to the commander. This is a picture of spiritual hierarchy. In the kingdom of heaven, there is different level of angels. In the church, there are different levels of authority and anointing in the church. Some people are apostles, some people are prophets, and different anointings. The same thing in the kingdom of darkness, they have hierarchy. The centurion, the soldier who whipped Paul was representing demons. Centurion may represent the fallen angel, and the commander represents Satan. Demons may not know the law, whether they can whip you or not, as a believer. But when you speak up, hey, demons... You have no right to touch me. I am the citizen of heaven. 
Jesus already paid for me. Demon will not know the law. Demon will run into the room and talk to Satan. Satan, is it true that I cannot whip the member of New Hope International Church? The devil or Satan will say, "Oops, no, 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 no! Don't kill him with cancer. Don't touch him with back disease. Don't touch him or her. They are the citizen of heaven. They speak up and they court their right. They court their right." So Satan had to pull the demon out of you and say, "Stop torturing these people in New Hope International Church." The centurion told the captain to watch out because Paul was a Roman citizen, and they could not scorch him at all. Paul answered, "Yes, I am a citizen of Rome." Do you know that in that generation, you can be the citizen of Rome by three methods? Number one, you were born as a citizen. Two, if you do some exploit for the army of Rome, the Caesar can give you the privilege to change the citizenship into Roman citizen. Three, if you know some authority and you have a lot of money, you can give money to the authority and change your citizenship to the Roman citizen. And read it. This is what happened to the commander. The commander got the citizenship by giving money. But Paul became the citizen by birth. Let me read you the scripture, 26 to 29. When the centurion heard that, he went and told the commander, saying, "Take care of what you do, for this man is a Roman." Then the commander came and said to him, "Tell me, are you a Roman?" He said. Paul opened his mouth and said, "Yes." The commander answered, "With a large sum, I obtained this citizenship." The commander became a citizen of Rome by paying money. He was not born as a citizen of Rome. And Paul said, "But I was born a citizen. Are you born again as a citizen of heaven?" Praise God. Then immediately, those who were about to examine him withdrew from him, and the commander was also afraid after he found out that he was a Roman, and because he had bowed him. What a turning point! Paul went from almost being scourged only a few seconds; he got to be scourged, to being released and respected because he opened his mouth. <laughs> Is that wonderful? He opened his mouth. The commander was so scared. I can imagine at that time, release him right now. Okay, okay, release him. Paul, come into my home right now. Do you want a, a, maybe strawberry lemonade, a cold one? I can get strawberry lemonade from my refrigerator. Hey, soldier, get the nice cloth. Put on him right now. Okay, sit here, sit here. Okay, please don't tell Caesar about this. Okay, just keep quiet. I'm sorry we make mistake to you. Oh, please forgive us. I believe the commander just changed around and turned around and please, Paul, very big time because Paul said, "I am a citizenship by birth." Are you a citizen of heaven? Do you earn it? No. Do you pay for it? No. You don't earn it by doing a lot of exploit for God. You don't pay God to be a citizen of heaven. You can be the citizen of heaven only when you look up to heaven and say, "I repent of my sin, Lord. I humble myself before you. 
Jesus, you are my Savior and my Lord. From today on, I will follow you and I will serve you all for the rest of my life. I will repent anytime you correct me. At that minute, you become a citizen of heaven. Your name is in the book of the redeemed. Your name is in the book of the ransom. You are in the roster of the citizen of heaven. Your name is there and no one can wipe it out as long as you follow Jesus. And you have the right. Everyone do like this. I have the right. And you must know your right. You have the right. You must know your right. And you must stand up and speak your right. Every time sickness comes, what do you do? Stop it. I am the citizen of heaven. Jesus paid for me. You cannot touch me with this sickness. Get out of here right now. You cannot whip me. Jesus was whipped for me already. Let me share with you about theology a little bit. Jesus, the Bible says, Jesus did not open his mouth. How many people know that? He could have opened his mouth. And when he opened his mouth, there are three things can happen. You need to understand this. Number one, he can open his mouth and say, Father, help me. That is in Matthew chapter 26. If he just said, Father, help me, God the Father would send 12 legions of angels right away and release him out of the whipping post. And I believe that the angels would wipe out the Roman soldier and his enemy within a mile radius, within one second. They all will be gone. He would be free. And then I'm free. He was free, but you would not be free. Or the second choice he can do, he just opened his mouth. Hey, why don't you investigate? I have not done anything illegal here. You cannot whip me. They would investigate and find out that he is not guilty. Or three, you remember in the Garden of Gethsemane, the soldier came to him, are you that one that they were looking for? And what did he say? I am he. What happened after he said, I am he? They all fell to the ground. So, was he in their control? No. He just opened his mouth, stop. I believe they're all going to fall on the ground under the power of God. So, three things. God the Father can send angel. Two, he can appeal legally. Or three, he just say, stop. They all will fall to the ground. Did Jesus do this because he could not fight? No. He could fight, but he laid down his life for us. He allowed them to scourge him so that we don't have to be scourged. He allowed them to punish him so that we don't have to be punished with sickness and disease. He is our hero. What a strength to do that. What a self-control to keep your mouth shut. How many people, when somebody come to you and going to scorch you and you're going to keep your mouth shut, don't even say, ah! He just bite the bullet and keep his mouth shut without saying any word. So what we learned today, I'm going to conclude now. Jesus closed his mouth, shut his mouth so that you can open your mouth. Jesus bought the price for you to be the citizen. He paid the price. He got the punishment at the whipping post by his stripe so that you have the right of the citizen to open your mouth 
any time the devil sent in the agent to kill you, to steal from you, steal, steal your money, to attack your health, to attack your kids, to attack your life, come in to kill, to steal, and to destroy. Don't sit still, being silent. What do you need to do? You stand up in your faith. You open your mouth and resist the devil and say, "Demons and devil, stop! I am a citizen of heaven. Jesus already paid the price for me. He bought salvation, healing for me already. You have no right. It's illegal that you touch me. Get out of here right now, and demon have to walk away." Because you know your right as a citizen of heaven, and you know what Jesus did for you on the cross by His stripe, you were healed. You have to stand up by faith and say your right. Everyone, do this. I speak my right. Amen. So, how many people from now on gonna keep your mouth shut? How many people gonna speak up? You speak up. Amen. Don't touch my kids. Don't touch me. I'm the citizen of heaven. Don't touch my money. Don't steal money from me. Amen. Amen. <laughs> This is a conclusion of the sermon. God's will is to heal you. The healing come only the promise of God, only yes and amen in Him through Jesus. He did for you. He paid a price for you. You can become the citizen of heaven by faith, by repentance. And then you have to stand up and speak your right, and you're going to see more miracle of healing. Amen. When I went to Thailand last time, I began to have some fever on the plane. I did it. I spoke up. Stop. I'm going on a mission trip. This fever have to go right now. You have no right to attack me, and it disappear within one day. I don't have to take medication. You see, I need to speak up of my own right. Amen. Why don't we stand up and we speak the right right now together? Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Stand up and speak. Follow my words here. In Jesus' name, I am the citizen of heaven. My name is recorded in the book of life of the Lamb. I did not earn it. I did not buy it. But Jesus paid for me. Thank you, Lord. I am a citizen of heaven. Devil is illegal. It's unlawful that you attack me. You must not attack my health. My family, my, family. My, money. my money, my work, my, work. my, ministry. my ministry, my family life, my, family life. my, children. my children. You must take your hand off. You your hand off. Jesus, already Jesus already got the punishment for me. I am healed, I am healed. by the stripe of Jesus Christ. Christ. You cannot put cancer upon me. You cannot put arthritis on me. You have to go. In Jesus' mighty name. Ha ha ha. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Are you ready for the cold lemonade? <laughs> Hallelujah. The commander, the devil, have to stay away from you. Amen? Speak up your right. Hallelujah. We're going to spend some time to pray for people. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this teaching. We thank you, Lord, for reminding us the right of the citizen of heaven. We thank you, Father, for sending Jesus Christ to pay the price for us, Lord. From now on, we will walk by faith. We will stand up like King David, that he spoke to Goliath, that you defy the God of Israel. You come with sword and spear, but I come in the name of the Lord Almighty. We're going to stand up and speak like the three Hebrew men who were being put in the fiery furnace. We're going to speak it up that I am the citizen of heaven. God shall deliver me. So we're going to speak up. We have faith and we speak the right of the citizen of heaven. Lord, every time we forget about this, may your Holy Spirit remind us, help us, Lord, to stand up and fight the good fight of faith by the word of faith, by speaking the will of God upon our life, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for teaching this to the church. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. If you want to be prayed for, I will pray for you. Hallelujah. I speak miracles. Speak victory. Speak healing. Speak deliverance. Signs and wonders to God's people. Those who humble themselves the grace of God upon their life. You shall open the door. You shall give them victory, Lord. Lord, I believe by the laying on of hands, the blessing of Abraham, the anointing of the Lord, that break the yoke, destroy the yoke, and remove the burdens from their life. You touch them. You shall give them, Lord, more victory, more faith. Your Holy Spirit will impart faith, impart revelation and understanding to them. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Fill the hungry heart, Lord. They're hungry. They want the things of God. Thank you, Jesus.
Go ahead and laugh. Go ahead and laugh. <laughs> yes, Lord. <laughs> yes, Lord. <laughs> By your grace. By your grace. Even though they don't deserve. But by your grace, give them victory. <laughs> yes, Lord. Fail. <laughs> Fail. <laughs> Fire Holy Spirit <laughs> Impart God's goodness And faith <laughs> Fire Fill Fire Fire! Yes, Lord. The will of God be done in the name of Jesus. 
Become a spiritual. Become a spiritual woman of faith. Have a clear spiritual eyes. Clear spiritual eyes. Fire. Fire. Fill with more of the Holy Spirit. She will never be the same. But by the Spirit of God, she can be a mighty woman of faith. Of understanding, of wisdom, the gift shall be clearer in her life. <laughs> Fire of God! Fire! Now! More fire! More fire! More fire! Thank you, Jesus. Fire! Keep drinking. Don't hurry to get up. Keep drinking the wine of God. <laughs> Fire! Fill him, Lord. He is hungry. He is thirsty. Fill him. <laughs> More fire. More fire. <laughs> Fill. <laughs> Be fruitful. Be fruitful. <laughs> Be used of God, like Esther. <laughs> Be used of God. <laughs> Use of God in this generation. Oh, Shoramba Pasia, Harukusala Tarokshido, O Pasi Katala Kasila. Fire. Bless the work of her hands. Bless the work of her hand. Everything she touches shall be supernatural. Shall bring the blessing and grace upon people. Bless her hands. <laughs> Fire! Fire! <laughs> <laughs> we press <laughs> like the blind man waiting patiently. More fire! We press fire! More fire! And suddenly, a touch from heaven. <laughs> grace The grace of God Be healed 
be healed be healed yes Lord bless commitment like Jesus the heart of commitment commit your life into the hands of God you shall be soldier that will never say no to the commander blind man waiting patiently by the stripe of Jesus Christ be healed <laughs> be strong <laughs> the citizen of heaven you're the citizen of heaven suddenly be healed Jesus <laughs> came fire 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 suddenly a touch from heaven Jesus came he set me free be healed and live a long life salvation of your family household salvation fire Jesus came and rescued me Suddenly a touch from heaven more favor the favor of God the favor of God upon your life <laughs> pour out the favor upon this mom and daughter Lord suddenly your favor upon them fire <laughs> fire favor may the Holy Spirit work in her heart work in her mind change her from glory to glory to glory Lord the Lord said to you that I have much more to change you and to train you and to teach you to show you my way stay hungry for the rest of your life and I will show you more of the things of heaven be hungry never be satisfied with where you are but want to change want to grow fire fire more fire more fire <laughs> Jesus <laughs> fire <laughs> fire 
and suddenly blessing blessing I speak the blessing of Abraham the curses of the law the curses that come from your family line cannot follow you anymore you shall be blessed and you shall be the blessings to many I bless you in the name of Jesus live a long life healthy fruitful serving the Lord be the pillar in the church a faithful man of God a man after God's own heart a new heart and a new spirit fire thank you Jesus fire <laughs> fire <laughs> keep your eyes upon me say the Lord don't look at the circumstances trust me keep your eyes on me you are the citizen of heaven fire <laughs> fire <laughs> Fire! <laughs> Phil! <laughs> Jesus. Holokoshi, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. My God, the Holy Spirit. <laughs> the Spirit of the living God who uses Jesus, who anoints Jesus, who leads Jesus, work in your life. Fire! <laughs> Jesus Be a mighty woman of God A woman of faith A warrior In this generation Anoint them Father That they can be the blessing To many Ladies in this church Fire Anoint them Father <laughs> Fire. Word of wisdom. <laughs> Fire. 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 <laughs> Word of wisdom. The Bible. Yes. The Holy Spirit will give you the word of wisdom to help people. <laughs> Fire! <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus.
be the same molded anointed graced by the spirit of Jesus Christ never be the same come a new man and a new woman of God fire fire yes Lord by the spirit of the living God fire 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 <laughs> Fire. <laughs> Phil. You watch them all. Phil. <laughs> At the foot of the cross, I leave my my Glory, 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 glory. Phil. Anointed woman. Use of God Impact Make a big difference In people's life Let by the Spirit Can hear the voice of God more clearly Let by the Spirit of the living God Live a holy life A life of faith And a life of fruitfulness Fire More of the Spirit And less of you Less of page but more of Jesus. More, <laughs> more of the Spirit. Fire! Fire! <laughs> Fire. 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 
bless. Lord, take care of your daughter here, Lord. Take care of your daughter. She is a daughter of God. Take care of her financially. Take care of her being a mom. Take care of her needs. Give good things to her. Give good things to her father. Bless her, use her father. By your grace, I pray for her as her spiritual father, that she will get receive good things from heaven. Protect her from the evil one. But bless her indeed. Grace her father. Grace. Fire! 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 Sufficient grace. I believe that Holy Spirit will work in your life stronger than ever. Of the years and the past, from now on, the Spirit of God will work in you and through you, stronger than before. More grace, more grace upon your life. More grace in every area. The area of personal life, the area of ministry, family, your husband, your children. Oh God! As you give grace to Esther, you give special favor to Esther. You give special grace and favor to them, Lord. Holy Spirit is not by their might. Nor by what they do, no, not by what they try to do and earn, but by the grace of God upon them. Fire! We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at two zero six two seven five one zero four two. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. To them all gathered in your name.